Hey guys, it's Ravi. Welcome to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma, a podcast where we talk about financial freedom, passive income and happiness. If you are new here, definitely smash that subscribe button, whether you are listening to this on your favorite podcast player or if you're watching me on YouTube, definitely hit that subscribe button and leave a review on the podcast so that other people can also enjoy awesome content like this. Now, the podcast is shot for both audio and video purposes. So if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast player, you can just listen to the audio. But if you are watching this on YouTube or want to see my amazing face, then you can definitely go check me out on the YouTube channel. Now, I did put up a poll on my Instagram asking you guys, How long do you guys want these episodes? Now, is it 15 to 20 minutes, 15 to 25 minutes, or is it longer than that, long form content? And to my surprise, I actually got a significantly higher response to people requesting content up to 45 minutes long. So uh, this is something that I'm now taking on seriously, and I want to provide you guys value. And I understand that maybe it's your commute time. Maybe you guys are consuming this on the go, and so, 20 minutes doesn't kill it anymore, Um, especially if you're living in Sydney, it's gonna be a lot longer than that. So for me, I don't wanna just blabber on about random shit and not give you value. I wanna continue giving value and if that means I'm on here for 22 minutes versus 46 minutes, uh, then that's how it is. But what I do is now I'm planning out my content, this podcast in itself, I'm planning out the episode with an agenda, with topics so that you keep engaged, but also gain some value from listening and watching. Now, today's episode is about how the world will never be the same as what it was before. Yes, it's a very generic topic, but I think it needs to be addressed. A lot of people going around in 2020, 2021, and just thinking that maybe life goes back to normal after this. What is normal, right? And, you know, I'm going to obviously talk about it in, in the realm of personal finance, also in terms of mindset and how social trends are really going to change when we move forward in the next six to 12 months. So on this episode, we're gonna cover the following topics. The massive channel changes with more content. What Australian real estate looks like in the next five to 10 years. Social trends and what the new norm is and the massive transfer of wealth occurring right now. So yes, without further ado, it's time to actually go and announce what the changes are because these are massive changes. I've been on YouTube now for one year, which has been awesome. And of course, with your support, I've been able to grow this community. It's our community. We've been able to go and branch out from just a YouTube channel that you know had 100 subscribers to then having a YouTube channel with more than 6,000 subscribers plus a Facebook community a private Facebook group where we can talk about Australian real estate, but personal finance more importantly. And we're able to now have an email list that's also growing rapidly. And so this is all due to the support that you guys, you know, provide me, but also your community. And this is why it's so important that you smash that like button, you leave a review on the podcast and subscribe to the channel because it's others like yourself that will be able to discover this channel and get some value out of it. Uh, I realized that, especially in Australia, there's not enough content that's going out there, at least for free. And that's one of my biggest priorities this year is to actually bring out real value with no intention of you know wanting your money or selling you something. It's definitely not there. Those are just byproducts, they're bonuses. They're there to exist if you need the extra help. Now, I recognize that some people won't take action Uh, Well, most people won't take action. And I'm hoping that you are the minority. 
where you actually go and take action. So with what changes coming to the channel, well, the biggest change, and you've probably already realized this if you're watching this on YouTube, is the channel has changed from Search Property TV, which no longer exists, to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. It's a massive change, uh, emotional choice, uh, definitely there. But also logically, if we're thinking about it, I don't just talk about real estate. I don't talk about, hey, this is what you should do in real estate or you know, Australian real estate and how to search for property. No, I'm definitely a buyer's agent and I run an agency, but that's not the premise of this channel, right? I'm talking about passive income. I'm talking about mindset and happiness and we need to rewire our brains from how happiness is actually linked with financial freedom. We've so become accustomed to being taught that money doesn't buy you happiness. And I totally agree. However, financial freedom brings about choice and that choice leads to happiness. And the truth is that if you give me any example, it plays out that way. I'm not someone that's super money hungry. I like a balance and I leave a lot of money on the table when it comes to my business or when it's, you know, things like my online course. I can do so much advertising that it's not even funny the amount of returns, the amount of clients I would be able to generate with that. But I don't do it. And the reason I do that is because I like the balance. I like providing value on my terms with what I feel is the limit of my capacity, right? Now, could I grow this business to be a 15, 20, 30 person business? 100% I could. However, I don't have metrics in my head like that to go, well, yes, I would love to you know, help as many people as I can, but not at the expense of now having imbalance with my life. You know, my lifestyle, me being here by choice, just like you are, right? If you are to go out there and you're purchasing property and you go, oh, I can purchase one more or I can do just one more. Yeah, but what cost is that to your lifestyle? And I say this across all my videos, right? So if you are new here, you're discovering me for the first time. Hi, thank you for, you know, taking a chance on me. But essentially, I'm here to go, let's provide some context around this. It's not just about money. It's not just about mindset. It's not just about happiness. It's how we approach this holistically. And as a result of that, it's personal finance with Ravi Sharma. It's no longer search property TV and that's massive. But there's more to it. It's not just a simple name change and rebrand. There's more content, right? And this is one of those priorities that I made to myself, a promise that I not only made to myself, but you as a community, that I wanted to bring out more content right? And more content, not just for the sake of quantity, but quantity plus quality. Gary Vee talks about this all the time. And I truly believe you can get both if you're in this, you know, sort of space where it crosses over. If I started bringing out like four videos a day, we probably lose out on the quality. Um, however, I am now committing to my normal three videos a week that I normally do. But on top of that, we bring out this podcast every single Monday. So there's the audio version, of course, for your podcast player. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to listen, just search Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. It'll come up. And on top of that, I want to bring in and introduce something new to the channel, which is a market update a weekly market update. And I'm not just talking about real estate. I'm talking about other asset classes too. Cryptocurrency, collectibles, real estate. And of course, you know, how all of that ties into what's happening in terms of the economy. Because at the end of the day, we can look at all these things, isolate them, and that's all the value you get from, you know, coming to Ravi's channel. Okay, I can learn a little bit more about real estate. But now if I want to learn about shares, if I want to learn about anything else, oh, I need to go and search for some somewhere else. And sometimes it becomes hard. You know, you only have 40 minutes in the day that you want to allocate towards, you know, personal development and learning. It's now going, how do I provide that in bite-sized pieces so that you stay 
on top of the ever-changing world that we exist in, right? Uh, the market is moving so quickly. It's not even money. The economy seems to be developing and you know changing shape uh, as we speak. So for me, I know I already am subscribed to so many like you know news articles that come through, and it's hard to keep up to date. So for me, I thought it was important to bring this out for you guys. That if I'm not able to keep up with it, and I do this 24/7, right? I enjoy it, I love it, and of course I do it, you know, for my business as well. But if I can't keep up with it, you guys working, doing your other things, doing life, right? You're not going to be able to keep up with it. So I thought, you know what? Every week I'm going to come out, bring you some free content on the YouTube channel, and I did definitely think about, you know, possibly going down the Patreon, um, you know, avenue, and maybe having some sort of a subscription for it. But I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to give out the value for free. And if you do need extra help and you do want to get started in say something like real estate, then that's where the course comes in. You know, Confusion to Clarity online course. There's a link in the description below for that. If you want specific help, especially with you coming up with a strategy, well, then you've got the strategy course, right? Which you can book on my website as well. But apart from that, it's now going, how do I get my daily dose of information? How do I stay up to date? Because the world moves. And if you aren't Moving with it, you're getting left behind. And now the world is moving quicker than ever before. So that's why I wanted to bring in some changes, just not focusing on, you know, one aspect, which is, you know, real estate. I wanted to start looking at this from, you know, a bigger, a wider perspective so that I can truly bring some real change in your lives and, uh, you know, hopefully upgrade your mindset. So what does Australian real estate look like in the next five to 10 years? Now, this is super interesting for me. I, I think about this quite often. Um, and I think about it because it's in a time frame where only seven years ago, I started investing, right? And trying to learn, uh, you know, before I purchased my first property. And, you know, I've got videos on my channel about my first property experience and not knowing anything. And now how far I've come. And so in order to understand that, we need to take a step back. We need to look at what's happened in the last 5, 10, 15 years to understand what's about to come. And I, I talk about this with people where, you know, they're so caught up in the micro, right? The real short time frame where they go, oh, well, I could have purchased this three months ago and I could have purchased it for $10,000 less. You know, oh, there was a really good property. I missed out on it. I'm frustrated. But what they don't realize is, yes, the market is heating up, right? But I say this time and time again, we are in a unique position where it's both a seller's and buyer's market, right? If you know what you're looking for, you will do really well with real estate long-term, whether you sell or buy in this market, which is really weird because you've always ever heard it's either a seller's market or a buyer's market. It's nothing in between. It's, it can't be both at the same time. So I'm not sure what Ravi's on, but it can't be. And for me, you know, if you're new here and you don't know what I do, I'm a full-time buyer's agent, right? So I run a company, Search Property, and we help investors or people like yourself invest into real estate. And I'm not just talking about, a, you know, across capital cities, I'm talking regional centers across states and looking at Australia as, you know, a complete wide spectrum nationwide borderless investing. And that's where our advantage has been, right? Where we're able to go and source properties that aren't located in your backyard. Because generally, approaching real estate in that way when you're investing is, you know, not yielding the best results because we're just looking at a, I guess, a sample size of, you know, three or four suburbs. But what we want to look at is high performing suburbs across, you know, 150 suburbs and then funneling down into what suburbs are working for what strategy and what tactics you need to, you know, employ yourself in when you're looking for that location, that property itself. So... I guess with where we've come so far, 
we're seeing massive amounts of growth now, especially since post-COVID. And I'd been saying it for the last year or so that, you know, we are going to see the biggest national boom in real estate that we've ever seen in our lives, right? And I was saying that it's very comparable to what we saw in 2001 to 2005 and what we were seeing around 2007 to 2011, right? And those are the key periods that I focus on, at least when I'm doing my research. And so when I look at that, and I look at what's happening now, I'm going, that is going to feel very small relative to what we're about to see. And why I say that is not because, oh, well, property prices in Sydney, yeah, may have gone up by you know, a considerable amount because 20 years ago, the average price may have been 400,000, whereas now it's you know, close to a million, if not past a million. I'm saying it's not about those locations anymore. Because even within Sydney, we've still got the upper tier of you know prices and properties in those areas. I'm not talking about that. I'm always talking about the affordable market. I'm talking about you know the median range and below. I'm talking about where the most buyers could afford to buy, and where the most tenants are in you know demand for those types of properties. And so in those markets, we've seen that over the last five to 10 years, we've seen areas that have growing quicker in regional centers than they have in capital cities, but no one reports about it, but it's changing, right? We have so much access to information. You listening to this right now, you've got more information than I did before I purchased my first property, right? And that should tell you something. So where we are at is very unique. Where we are going is going to be an, a place where there's more information available, Technologies just changed the world. We're viewing these things. You know, you've got 3D sort of walkthroughs. You've got virtual reality now. And I think that's going to play a bigger part as we go through this next cycle. Now, the next cycle, some people will say, well, you know, if I'm purchasing at the top of the market now, what happens if it crashes in the next two years? Well, you know, it could, but I don't see how, you know, when we've got a time like COVID where everyone's uncertain about what's happening, we engage policies that have never been engaged before like you know repayment holidays on you know your bank loans when was that ever a thing how is that okay <laughs> right and so when we have that and then the record amount of stimulus and government spending when you have all that money flow around in the system it's got to find its way somewhere and the first place it goes is asset price inflation and that's why we're seeing you know cryptocurrency at all-time highs shares at all-time highs and we're seeing real estate all-time highs and there's no slowing it down when people come out and they say, oh, well, it's going to crash in the next 12 months or it's in the next two years, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, we've seen the, we've seen the end of JobKeeper. What was that going to change, right? Most people on JobKeeper weren't actually going out there and buying property, right? They probably weren't in the market. They couldn't even get a loan in the last six or 12 months to actually go out and, you know, compete for these properties that get sold above the listed price. So how are they going to affect the market? And some people may say, well, the JobKeeper payments was what, allowed them to keep paying their mortgage repayments. Well, no, because they, they could still be on, you know, a mortgage repayment pause. So there's no need for them to have to be using their JobKeeper payments to now live and also pay for their mortgage repayments because that could have been paused. You could have got extensions on that. And this is where it's very flawed when, you know, I hate it when I see it on YouTube. I see it across articles when they come out and they use like two minutes of education, two minutes of research or lack of, and they come out and say, oh, no, the market's crashing because of X, Y, and Z. No, it's not. Like, duty of care, guys. 
It's really about taking a step back and understanding that, hey, your two cents or you trying to make two cents and get a little bit of attention is actually causing someone distress. It's causing someone who's got property, doesn't really understand the space. And yeah, I'm not you know defending the person because they got no education at, in the space at the moment when they really should be taking accountability. It's more about going, well, you guys have the platform. Use it for the right stuff, right? Put out information that's actually going to help people. And, you know, I don't claim to be a complete saint. You know, you got to play the algorithm. you got to play with YouTube. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to provide value with my personal experience, with everything I research in the most ethical way. I'm not here trying to make a quick flip and $2 off this and $2 off that because I plan to be here for six months. I plan to be here long term. So better get used to listening to my voice. If you if you don't like hearing my voice, it's probably a bad thing because I'm going to be around for a while, especially in the personal finance space. And that's where I really find that the next five to 10 years, we're going to weed out a lot of these crappy operators, these unethical industry professionals, so-called professionals that you know really don't know what they're investing in or what they're trying to sell anyone else to buy into so that they can make a quick flip and that's how they get paid through commissions on just dodgy projects. I think we're going to see a lot of that now get weeded out. I think there's a lot more information in the space and I think there are a few more good operators, a few more ethical operators in the space that are coming through. And, you know, I like to think and be positive about the industry. And hopefully that we can see those types of people come to the, you know, come to the top because we understand negative news is always louder than positive news, right? We already know that. And it's about how can we get positive news out there to more people at speed in consistent format, right? Sustainable format. And that's where, you know, it's going to be different in the next five to 10 years. I think we get a lot more ownership. We get censorship, you know, where where you don't technically have to listen to certain things. You don't have to turn on, you know, the television to listen to like 50 minutes of garbage only to get the two minutes that you really wanted. I think now we have on-demand sort of, um, you know, information. So if you want to just come onto, you know, the news and see their perspective, you can jump onto YouTube and see that. If you just want to hear one article, if you just want to know about one specific topic or niche, you can hop onto YouTube and get just that fix. Uh, And now there's so many groups on Facebook that discuss things you know, in depth, right? I mean, for us as well, we've got, it's called Australian Real Estate and Personal Finance. If you're not part of it, definitely come and join, request to join and, you know, fill out your details and whatnot. But on that as well, you know, people are asking the right questions. They're asking, how do we grow? You know, there's specifics about property that I don't know about and the community is coming through and they're helping each other, right? And that's the sort of spaces that we're going to be seeing a lot more of in the next five to 10 years, which is why I think the really good operators are going to come to the top And this is where you will be able to, you know, you're wanting to pay premium to get that sort of service, to get that ethical peace of mind more than anything, because you're like, well, this person's actually looking after me because they know I'm here by choice. I could go to anyone else, but equally as much, say our example for search property, we are only taking a set number of clients. Once we hit that quota, we are not taking more clients. And that's something that I promised myself and my team. And I'm like, look, that's just how I want to run it. And that means we're going to stay boutique. It means that we can help a certain amount of people. But that's where YouTube and podcasting really, really does help because it's able to provide help at scale. And that's why I still think, you know, if I was to push out the course, Confusion to Clarity, I think we we sell a lot more. Um, But this is where I want the real people that really want to make a difference right now, they can get that advantage because I'm not promoting it, right? I I say it in a couple of my videos, but I honestly think when you go through that course and the feedback that I've received so far, 
it's nothing short of what you need to get started to actually go out there, purchase your first property. And that's the sort of feedback I'm getting uh, where you know people are going through the course and going, I didn't know anything to now I'm actually confident enough to go put my first offers through for these properties, right? So I definitely urge you, if you are you know, seeking that clarity, really put into perspective what the result looks like versus what you're putting up as upfront in terms of a cost. So I guess from a price perspective, what what real estate looks like, I think what we're going to see is the smaller, you know, regions, the regional centers, we've got to look at what was the next best thing. So if I was to explain it, you know, it's looking at, you know, Newcastle and Wollongong for someone who lives in Sydney is looking at, okay, what happened to price points in these areas that were considered regional centers five, 10 years ago? Now we're looking at the next Newcastle, the next Wollongong and moving our way down. Because at the end of the day, a property moving from a million to 1.1 million is a 10% increase, right? It's the same change in what you see from a property going from 300,000 to 330,000. So for a property to go from 300 to 400K is actually a lot easier to do than a property to go from one to 1.1, right? And the difference is that when that one goes from 300 to 400, it's still a 100K difference. However, the percentage is a 10% difference to a 25% difference. And that's where you're able to leverage what you know and move very quickly through the system. That's why you need a process, right? If you don't have a process, you effectively are roaming around going, I, I wanna head to this direction, which for most people is not very clear, is I wanna head in this direction. However, I don't have Google Maps, so I don't know how to get there. And not having that roadmap, not having that strategy is what you know causes a lot of people to fall, uh, to not really understand and take leverage and understand how to take leverage, especially in real estate. So they don't take advantage of it. Uh, but in terms of prices, I think a good reflection point is to look at uh, you know first-time buyers. So first-time buyer grants were really lined up for homes, right? 10, 15 years ago. And that was affordable. So a three bedroom house in a capital city. And then as we've moved through time, we've seen the devaluation of our currency. And that's why we're seeing property prices go up. And so when that goes through, and now we're at a point where that might apply to a two bedroom apartment, may apply to a one bedroom apartment, depending on what location you're looking at. And so in the next five, 10 years, what are we able to afford with our first home buyers grants? What are the sort of restrictions in place? What are we actually getting and what, do we, what can we actually afford with our wages? And I think we're going to get to a point where units are going to be the only thing people can purchase unless they're looking you know, further out into a regional center or into different states. Now, I think it's still possible to buy good quality real estate in, you know, in close to the city uh, when you're looking at areas like if you're looking at capital cities, you know, your Brisbane's uh, and your Adelaide's and your Tasmania's. Uh, but if you're looking at, you know, purchasing a house uh, within, you know, say 10 kilometers of even Sydney, Melbourne, uh, you're looking at close to a million dollar price point, if not more than that, right? And as a first home buyer, it, it's not really possible. Yet, 15 years ago or 10 years ago, it was very possible. That's pretty much what everyone was doing. And so that's where the difference in what we're going to see in the next sort of phase is going to be massive. Because when I say to people that we are going to see the biggest changes in the next three to five years, I, I personally believe if you are looking at real estate, and this is not coming from a place of fear and hope, it's that if you are looking at real estate and you're not actively looking at it and investing hardcore in the next three to five years, 
then I think you missed the boat, right? To create generational wealth. I'm not talking about, oh, I work all my life and I pay down my one house and I live in there and I work for 40 years, 45 years and I'm happy. No, no, I'm talking about financial freedom. How do you go and build a portfolio to provide you passive income yet still manage a really good lifestyle and to be able to do that, to create financial choice, I think you've got three to five years, right? Personally, that's what I think and I think it's, when you're looking at key areas, you're going to have to start looking in more speculative areas uh, after you go through the next period because I think property prices that are sitting at 300K will become 500, 550K and that's when you're starting to you know, border out in terms of how much you can afford, especially with you know, incentives that are already in place. Social trends and what the new norm looks like. So this is something interesting. It's been something that I've been thinking about a lot is what happens now post-COVID world, right? Today, the restrictions, at least in New South Wales, are easing. What that means is, you know, a lot more socializing. You can go to nightclubs, you can go to bars, you can, you can you know, hang out with a lot more people. Do we just go back to normal? Are the old habits back, right? Or are we not able to forget that the last 12 months was really freaking weird, right? And so when it's been really freaking weird, are we now just adapting and going, okay, cool, well, this is what I did 12 months ago. I'm back into it, muscle memory and go back into it. Or are we going, this is gonna change significantly, right? Now, it might be weird for the first few times you go out and you're like, okay, like there's people around, I find, find this really weird. You know, I find this really weird. So, you know, that's gonna take some time to accustomize to. And what I think is that in the last 12 months, we've had a lot of time to ourselves, right? Some people live by themselves. Sometimes, you know, they're living with family and you're realizing a lot more the people that are in your life out of convenience, right? Be it friends, family, and also realizing that I've had a lot of time to think about where I'm at in life. You know, it was a pause. It was to realize that we have self-reflection, become more self-aware. You know, passive income became, you know, huge. Personal finance became huge topics in 2020. And I think in 2021 is no different. However, I don't see how some people are going to go, oh, now it's everything's changed. I'm going to do the same things, but expect a different result. I don't think that happens. And I think, you know, there's going to be a portion of people that go out there and they try and do those things that they once thought they valued, like, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to go out on the weekend and do X, Y, and Z. They go and do that for maybe the first weekend and then they realize this isn't actually making me happy, right? Now I've actually had time to reflect that, hey, maybe I don't care what anyone else on Instagram is doing. Maybe I'm more in my own mind. Maybe I'm only thinking about myself now where I'm actually doing things that are making me happy and it doesn't matter what someone else says. That's the hope, right? I really hope that that's where more people will head towards rather than going, well, everyone else is going out. I better go out now because that just brings us back to the same point. And it means that the last 12 months was a waste, right? 12 months where you effectively got told to stay at home spend time on yourself, self-reflect, develop yourself, learn something new, right? Skills or learn from books and read and shit. And if you go back to the same old habits, you effectively wasted 12 months. That's how I see it. Because if in that time you weren't able to self-reflect and understand, you know, what you like, what you don't like, address some of those, you know, social anxieties, address some of the insecurities that you have. If you can't do those things now, be able to execute and actually go and action those things that you've learned. I think you've literally just wasted the last 12 months and I don't really have much empathy for that because it's going, you had the opportunity, the whole world told you to do one thing 
And if you haven't been able to do it and now you're going to go back to the same old shit, you've not only lost one year, but now you're falling behind because, you know, the, the rest of the world's moving. All right. I think a lot of more people have reached out, have actually gone out there and taken the action to go, I need to take my personal finance seriously. I need to have multiple streams of income. I lost my job this year, right? It's how many people became resilient, how many more people just folded because times got tough. And I think that divide is not just a wealth divide, right? It's, you know, the rich and the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. I don't think it's just that. I think the happier people were the happy people became happier and the you know the sad people sometimes they became sadder or became you know worse um and and this is something that i spend some time thinking about and like you know are we going to go back to normal i don't think there is that normal there is only a new norm and what that looks like i think you decide what that looks like for you in your life because for me it's definitely changed and you know for someone that is new in my world and if you're still listening amazing um it's I used to be in the nightclub space. I used to be in the wedding space. And so for me, 12 months ago, it shut off. I went from, you know, having my income stripped to zero overnight. And there was a lot of people in the same position as I that folded. They were like, cool, like I can't do much about this. You know, next six, 12 months, I've just got to wait it out. Or you could adapt and you can actually go and become resilient, learn something and do something differently. And for me, I obviously went all into, you know, this YouTube channel and creating this this sort of content for you guys. Uh, but it was also, you know, running search property and now seeing the fruits of that labor because I was attacking and I was being, you know, offensive when everyone else was being defensive. So I think that was a really big difference. I think now moving forward, we need to use what we've learned in the last 12 months and take the best of it, move forward. And, you know, don't forget that self-reflection, take time out, forget just sitting on Instagram, forget just sitting on social media and watching what everyone else is doing. I don't think that's going to provide any sort of value. And the final topic of what I wanted to talk about was the massive transfer of wealth occurring right now. This I left purposely to the end of the video because if you're here and you've stuck around, you really want to learn this stuff. And this, I think, is the most interesting part of the entire podcast, apart from the fact that I'm rebranding the whole thing. Um, it's that what worked 20 years ago does not work now. It's outdated, right? And the best example for this is, you know, for someone who goes to school, if they're going there and they're going, well, I need to work on my assignment and I need to research. Well, how do they do that? Well, 20 years ago, they're probably picking up a few books, you know, in the library and they're doing it that way. Now, you're probably just sitting on Google and go, Pop, you know, what, what I'm looking for. And so the difference here is that people right now, when it comes to at least real estate, uh, when it comes to wealth creation, it's people that are sitting there and telling, you know, whoever they need to tell that let's pick up and go to the library and research that way in order to get the results that work today. It doesn't work like that. The world's changed, right? Traditionalist way of thinking, especially when it comes to real estate, because I know it so well and I do it day in, day out, it does not work. And so when I start applying the same thing to every other asset class, right? When you're talking about cryptocurrency, most people that have been, you know, really defensive and just always just focused on real estate or always just focused on commercial properties or, you know, always focused on a particular type of investing, they're looking at, you know, cryptocurrency and saying, it's a bubble. It's the same shit I heard about Pokemon cards. It's the same shit I heard about collectibles and I hear it every single year when it comes to housing. It's a bubble. You know why it's a bubble? It's because you don't understand enough about it to understand what a bubble is and what it, it isn't, right? And so when it comes to that asset class, you need to understand the mechanics behind it because we are seeing the biggest transfer of wealth right now. The people that adapt 
the people that actually catch on to this quickly and actually want to learn this are going to prosper and make stupid money, right? I call it stupid money because it's going to be ridiculous how wealthy you could be in the next three to five years comparative to what you thought could have happened with the traditionalist way of investing. And that's why the the change had to come on the channel. It wasn't just about how do I use real estate and get wealthy or how do I use real estate to get more financial choice? I don't think you can simply rely on one asset class, right? It's possible, but I don't think it yields the best result when you're looking at just a two-dimensional sort of investment like real estate where you've gone, oh, well, it's pretty safe, right? I'll do that. I'll put some money in the shares and, you know, ETFs or whatever, and, you know, I'll call it a day. Now, that's still going to be better than 99% of people, but what we're trying to do is optimize and do it in a way that's sustainable so that if today we are looking at real estate or we're looking at cryptocurrency or collectibles, we're not getting emotional about it. We're just looking at it as another financial instrument that we invest in. And how do we get the best benefit out of that? How do we go and use the, the knowledge, the learnings, and uh, I guess building up that muscle, right, to actually go invest, understand the market and go, I'm going to take this money, put it into here because it's the velocity of money, right? Uh, I've mentioned this on the channel before. If you are new, listening to my voice for the first time or watching one of my YouTube videos for the first time, I definitely urge you to spend some time where, you know, whether it's daily, you know, a couple of times in the week, go and watch the older videos I've got on the channel because I talk about these concepts and now I just sort of, you know, fly over the top of it and I just mention it. But in the older videos, I've got context around what I mean by these concepts, what I mean by what I'm saying. You know, when I say, oh, well, the value of our currency is dropping. Well, what does that mean? If that's the only thing you've heard in this entire thing, you're like, what the hell does that mean? And it's because you haven't gone back, got some context and understand why property prices will always go up. Yes, we're going to have some corrections. Yes, we're going to have a bit of volatility up and down. But in the long term, we are headed in one direction. Why? Because of asset price inflation. And that's what's happened and it's going to continue happening. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to another episode of Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. Again, you can go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's so much content and weekly I'm dropping more videos than ever before. So definitely go check that out. And of course, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast player, leave me a review because that sort of oxygen is what gets me to go and create more content like this for you guys so that you can get some more value out of it as well as help others that are really sitting on the fence about whether I should listen or not listen and get some value out of it. If you honestly did get some value, then spread that love, spread that positivity and give it out to someone else because it's going to come back to you 10x. And I truly believe that in a time like now, we need to be coming together, creating communities and productive conversations need to be on the daily. It can't just be, I'm going to wait once a week and that's when I'm going to have this conversation or have a think about it. The world's changed. It's never going to be the same. And if you're watching this in 2021, amazing. But I honestly think this is one of those episodes we're going to come back to in 2030. And we're going to reflect back and see what sort of changes were really there. So thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks, guys.